She's a big deal, too. Annie Schwartz joins us on the uh, hotline. Hi, Annie Schwartz. Tri-County Contracting yes, Hotline. We Welcome, Annie. Good morning, you guys. How are you out at the fair? I'm sorry I can't be there in person, but I got a little nervous, guys. When, when you first, you know, you were coming into the show, and I was looking for, I don't know, that nice walk-on music that I usually have. Oh, uh, we'll get to I that at some point. Was the cow noise? <laughs> it was like oh cow noise, and I thought those things those things are not related, Annie thing. Schwartz. Not at all. No. All right, thank God. I just wasn't sure, and I, you know, I'm very sensitive. So there was. All right, that. for the for but, the folks who have yeah. never heard Annie Schwartz, which is probably a very small, minute number of people, Annie is kind of our law enforcement <laughs> expert. She's she's worked in communications, the communications side of it. She was a former spokesperson for the Milwaukee Police Department, and she's our sort of go to. Uh, on my old show and on our new new show, WTMJ, now on the, all issues related to law enforcement, from a general sense, right, just consuming all the stories. And, Andy, I'm going to start with this one. From It's one of those general stories that drives me nuts. And I'm not going to name names here, but I just want to ask you, pose this question to you. Do elected officials in a community, large or small, do you think they have a duty to support their local police department? I think they do. Doesn't mean they have to not, they can't question them, but I think they should be supportive in the general sense. I would like to see if they're going to question the police, which is fine. You know, it's America. You get to do that. But can we do that in a respectful manner? And, you know, I have, uh, I have worked a, a long time in law enforcement and heard criticism of the police for a long time. But, you know, it, it, can we do it with a little bit of dignity? Uh, if you're going to say that the, that, that law enforcement's job uh, if you're going to criticize law enforcement's job, then let's let's have a conversation about that. How did you get to that place? What do you see? What do you think? Uh, and and I, I I've been I challenged lawmakers for years when I worked in in policing to be like reporters when you start covering a beat. You know, do a ride along. I don't know a department that won't allow their police and fire commission or their lawmakers to ride along with them. Ride along. And see what you know. See what the officers see. See what it feels like to pull up on a on a traffic stop and pull up behind a car where you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen when you are kind of exposed, getting out of the car, walking up uh, because you stopped someone because you're trying to keep the you're trying to keep the the road safe. Yet the criticism of police is, well, why aren't you you know why aren't you uh, doing more? Why aren't you you know, doing more to keep the, 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 the city safe. Well, come out with us. See what we're doing. Uh, that, that really has always been my, my beef, is that whenever I'm talking to somebody who says, you know, that they have a criticism or they have a, a thought about policing, I always say, have you, have you gotten out and, and asked to ride along with an officer? And I don't care if it's, if it's Milwaukee or if it's Elm Grove. Ask, see if you I want to see those lawmakers do those ride-alongs. I want to see them sit in the seat, and I want them to feel all the feels of what it feels like to be out there uh, protecting the community. And, Annie, I didn't realize that law enforcement still allowed that, because a while ago, media was offered that. I think it was also an educational tool, but I didn't realize that lawmakers and other people could still request to do a ride-along. Lawmakers can. I don't know. Uh, lawmakers, and I, I believe media can still do it, because I've seen the stories. I've seen the stories where they ride along with the state patrol doing the OWI enforcement or Labor Day traffic enforcement. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen those stories. I've seen the stories where uh, where media have done those have done those ride alongs. 
But those ride-alongs are not just for media. They are for lawmakers. Now, I don't think that, you know, that Joe Schmo, who lives next door to me, can just call up the MTD and say, hey, can I come along? They're probably going to say no, because there's a pretty serious, uh, there's, a, there's a risk. There's a risk in riding along, just like there's an, a risk to those officers every single day when they go out on the street. So, Andy, I want to ask you a question about social media. I want Because a lot of these things, a lot of these pronouncements by supposedly responsible elected officials come through social media. Do police departments, from the best of your knowledge, do they monitor social media to see what's being said about them? Well, if you've got someone who's doing, you know, doing your communications, they're, they're doing their due diligence by, you know, creating those Google alerts and, and watching social media to see what is being said about them. Because how can you really have any kind of a communication strategy if you don't know what the conversation already is, good or bad? So I, I think that, that law enforcement absolutely uh, monitors what uh, what's being said about them. And that is something that you keep in the back pocket for when you've got to argue for perhaps a um, when you have to argue for, a, you know, a, you want a new a new piece of equipment or you want more personnel. Uh, I would like to be to know who has gotten out publicly and said what about uh, about the department. Uh, a couple of texters said this, and I, I heard also heard from a friend in the law enforcement community that if, if you're an adult and you make a request to your local police chief and or sheriff, they can approve those ride-alongs, but that's up to them. That's not an automatic, and I'm sure there's maybe some background check stuff that has to happen there as well. So if you have a thought on that, you can certainly weigh in on the old National Bank talking text on 855-616-1620. We're going to take a break. Annie Schwartz, our guest. Um, if you have a question for Annie, we're going we're gonna to shift gears pretty quickly here because we have an upcoming uh, interview with the governor of the state of Wisconsin. Governor Tony Evers will join us about 940, but Annie's going to stick around for a little bit. We'll take a break. We are live from the Bank 5 Non Studios at the Wisconsin State Fair. This girl is on fire. Oh, that's what she was looking for. Now she should are. be a happy girl. <laughs> that Annie Schwartz. She's just soaking it in right now. Lighten it up. I am. All is forgiven. All right. <laughs> so, Annie had a quick, forgiven, a quick. But I still, it was just. Jarring with the cow noise is all I'm saying. Oh, stop. Jarring for my morning. We are at the Wisconsin State Fair. There's going to be cow noises. You know that. All right. So real quickly, uh, Kendall on the old National Bank talking text line. Mm -hmm. Annie, back in the old district three days, I had occasion to have two Wisconsin Supreme Court justices ride with me. They both said they found it to be very enlightening. Mm. How about that? That, That's cool. I I love to hear that. I I can think of... uh, uh, a few current Supreme Court justices who might take a little ride along and see what's happening in the real world uh, right now. Uh, you know what, Steve? I, I I love hearing that that is happening, and I got to tell you that it is. My experience has been whether it has been uh, policing or the fire the fire service. Chief Ann Litsky at the Milwaukee Fire Department has often taken community leaders and you know and people to to come out with him and see firsthand what it looks like when the fire department is responding and it's not always you know firefighting they do a tremendous number of med runs so let's let people see that if you're going to criticize the police and you're a lawmaker then then at least you know walk a mile in the shoes god i hate when i resort to a cliche but it's true you know maybe maybe talk to some of the explorers you remember this from from you know i think in oak creek you guys had a great team of explorers Find out mm-hmm. what those young people are getting out of their experience. 
Are we are we offering these opportunities to people to help shape their opinion? Are we offering these opportunities to youth so that they can understand the value of a career in policing? I just don't know that, you know, I, I don't know that, that you get to criticize, especially if you're a lawmaker. I, I've done ride-alongs in so many different different communities all over the all over the country, all over the world, really. And, you know, the, the officers are always happy when they're able to give a front row seat to somebody. Annie, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, recently, UW-Madison Police Chief Kristen Roman was named Law Enforcement Executive, Executive of the Year by a National Women's Policing Group. And uh, you and I have talked about recruitments. That's a big, big story because there needs to be, this is me saying this, but I'm sure you'll agree, we need to have more women in policing. And it's oh, been challenging yeah. overall, men or women, to get people to go into that field, given all the, the turmoil and chaos and concern about law enforcement community in general over the, over the last few years. But there's some good things being done, and I know you want to kind of lay out some of that uh, that process that's happening right now. Well, absolutely. There's a, there's a great initiative that, that I'm proud to be part of, and I was looking on the website this morning. I see that the um, Milwaukee Police Department has signed the pledge. Uh, it's called the 30 by 30. If you want to look it up, it's 30x30, like 30x30initiative.org. Um, I'll make sure that, that you've got it so you can share with, uh, with any, uh, any listeners. But what we want to do is we want to advance women in policing so that we have 30% female recruits by 2030. And that's a pretty lofty goal. And when, when departments are making that pledge to do that, it means that they're going to make a concerted effort to, to reach out to women in the community. There are some interesting pieces about, about women in policing. And I'm just sharing little pieces from a study. So, you know, don't, don't, don't come down on me. But I'll tell you this. Research shows that women in law enforcement use less force and less excessive force when they're making arrests. They're named in fewer complaints and lawsuits. Um, we know the value of having women to do interviews, do victim interviews uh, in cases of sexual assault. Uh, so it's it, there really there's there are a number of benefits to having women do that. I'll tell you where I'm where I'm seeing another growth of women in the law enforcement space is in the international sphere when it comes to counterterrorism. Women are remarkably effective at not just working on these terrorism cases but also in the interviews of terrorism suspects. In addition, you're finding a lot more women, sadly, who are uh, committing acts of terrorism. So why wouldn't we want to have more women investigating those cases and, and interrogating those women? I didn't think about that from the terrorism perspective. Do you, do you see in Wisconsin, do you see a trend towards more women officers, more, I, I know I certainly do in Oak Creek, and uh, more women in leadership positions in law enforcement, public safety? Oh, sure. When I started working for Nan Haggerty, when she was the police chief in Milwaukee in 2004, uh, she was, I mean, it was such a big deal that she was the police chief. Because it was the first woman chief in, in, you know, in Milwaukee. She was one of very few major city police chiefs at the time. And, I mean, we've had Kathleen O'Toole out in Boston. We've had uh, Kathy Lanier out in in Washington, D.C., who made a, a lot of headlines because she was a single mom you know, balancing one of the ultimate, you know, the ultimate jobs uh, where you have to try to figure out that, that work-family balance. 
but in Wisconsin, we have, uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job when it comes to leadership. I always am going to want to see more, but we have, uh, we have a, a, a lot of females in the command staff at uh, the, both the sheriffs and the, and the police departments in southeastern Wisconsin, not just the city of Milwaukee. Uh, we have a female sheriff for the first time. We have, uh, we have a, a, a female assistant police chief at the Milwaukee Police Department. We have more and more women who are taking leadership roles, and the message that sends to young girls especially is this is a career you can think about. Don't just think about being a police officer. Think about taking a leadership role in the police department. I love it. Andy Schwartz, our guest, as she is most Wednesdays. We'll take a break here. One final uh, spot with Annie, and then uh, she's got a good news story, kind of an interesting story coming from uh, Milwaukee. We'll wrap it up with Annie and then uh, look ahead to our interview with the governor of the state of Wisconsin, Tony Evers. That's coming up about 940-ish. He's always a flexible schedule guy when it comes to the fair and other places. So we'll take a quick break here. You're listening to Sandy and Steve from our Bank 5-9 studios at the Wisconsin State Fair. A few minutes left with our law enforcement communications expert, Annie Schwartz. We are broadcasting live, Steve and Sandy, from the Bank 5 Now Studios at the Wisconsin State Fair on a gorgeous, gorgeous Wednesday. Annie, I love ending with positive stories. This one had to do with the Juneteenth celebration. That wasn't a positive story because a young woman was shot. But, well, I'll let you tell the story. Well, remember our one of our favorites, uh, uh, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, this mm-hmm. is what happens when we have, you know, we have local news stories. I like to see the rest of the story. So a lot, most people have heard about the shooting that happened at, uh, at Juneteenth. Uh, at the very end, we've got a 17-year-old girl who gets shot. Uh, here's the rest of the story. Milwaukee police officer Eric Santiago had responded that night. He was there. And he ended up, um, uh, he'd been on the job for like two months. And he sprung into action and helped her. Uh, he saved her life. He put pressure on her wounds till she got to the hospital. Uh, he talked her through what arguably was probably the most frightening moment of that poor girl's life. But the rest of the story is that she came back and thanked him uh, and, and, and thanked him very publicly. Um, at Mount Zion Assembly Healing Temple, they've got a Sunday service. And these two, uh, the young, uh, the 17-year-old girl, uh, Mariah Jones and Milwaukee Police Officer Eric Santiago uh, met for the first time since this had happened. And she got in front of the congregation and thanked this police officer. So at a time when we are telling all the bad stories about police, you know, maybe, Steve, that, that was uh, one way we can keep our talk and text line. Uh, we can keep that. Uh, we can make that uh, an even more positive place. We want to hear those stories, don't we? We want to hear yes. people's stories about, you know, about good policing and good things that, that have happened to them. You know, I spend a, a month in, every May talking about, you know, the great work of our public safety folks, whether that's, a, you know, police officer, fire safety professional, EMT, even dispatchers, um, even medical providers that do that frontline care. I don't think we do it enough. So when you when you bring me a story like uh, what police officer Eric Santiago did and, and, and saving the young woman, those are things we should celebrate. And I think we do have a responsibility in the media to tell those stories and to, to kind of break down some of the negativity that seems to persist. Look, police officers aren't perfect. No one's perfect. And we certainly have enough things to worry about when it comes to crime in Milwaukee. But there's an opportunity here to break down that, that hardness, that tension, that conflict that some people have between public safety 
and the community at large or specific communities, I think we have an opportunity to do that. And I think uh, these types of stories, I think, brighten everyone's day, including those in law enforcement. Now, one of our texters said there's a lot of, there, are, there are not a lot of problems in Wisconsin law enforcement. I just want to get your take on that. He said it's more media-driven. What do you, what do you, what's your take on that, Annie, quickly? Well, I think we have more we have more ways to share those stories than ever, and I think when there is something that uh, that happens uh, where an officer gets it wrong, uh, the media you know the media do those stories. But let's do these stories too. I think we need to have that balance. This isn't just a story about a police officer who saved a young girl's life. It's about the fact that this seventeen year old girl came back and thanked him publicly. That gives me hope for youth, and that gives me hope that uh, that we're starting to try and bridge some of those gaps between youth and the police. I love it. Annie Schwartz will do it again next Wednesday. Law enforcement communications expert and uh, just a great human being. Always fun to hang out with Annie. And we did get her music in, so I was, I was happy we were able to do that. Thank you, Annie. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. And I vote for Max to do the presidential debate. Yes. <laughs> Max. One Max question at the presidential debate. Come on. That would be great. I'll have to, I'll have to, work, I'll have to work with the young man. And Andy Schwartz joining us. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs>